Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of On A Water Break that we're calling On A Water Break Family Style. That's right. We know that the marching arts is full of families all over. And one of our hosts, Stephanie Click, is a big part of a marching arts family. And she is going to join me and along with her family to go into the On A Water Break Family Style, learn what it's like to be a family in the marching arts with kids and mom and dad and everybody's doing it. So please welcome Stephanie. Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. For everybody that wants to know, we are re- we almost had to record this at like the day after Christmas so that the, the kids were all in one space. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> they are everywhere all the time, always. So why don't you just tell um, Stephanie a little bit about like, when I approached you with this idea, what you thought about it, you know, your family, just give us, you know, start us off. Sure. So um, we are all four of us involved in um, just the marching arts in all different capacities. So I'm a color guard director at a large high school here in Texas. Um, My husband has been, uh, Don, has been uh, designing for marching bands, drum lines, guards for 30 plus years and is on the WGI board of directors. So kind of representing color guard and percussion and now wins all together. And then we have our oldest son is Avery. He's 20, did marching band all the way through, now goes to the University of Alabama with Kevin Wellborn, who you interviewed. Just, <laughs> just had on. Ago, yeah. Just had on. <laughs> and plays marimba in uh, the Million Dollar Band, is marching this year at Music City Mystique and has done a summer at Carolina Crown and a summer at, at the Cavaliers. And then and only have, 20. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then we have our daughter Piper, who is 19. She went through the same color guard program where I teach. And then now we're going to get into that in a second. We're going to get into that part because (laughs) everybody wants to know what it's like to be taught by your mom. So we'll get there. (laughs) And then decided that she wanted to join her brother at the University of Alabama. So she's in her freshman year there and is marching Alta Morea, which is the winter guard associated with the University of Alabama. Great. And then uh, started the summer between her junior and senior year as a member of the Blue Devils color guard. And so is getting ready to start her third summer there. So she marched 22, 23. I'm just starting my third summer at Blue Devils. It's no big deal. Like, whatever. Y'all just like throwing this out. Like, it's just like casual, like things, right? And I know I'm I'm a thousand percent sure for all of you, it is very casual. It is like, Mm -hmm. I mean, just kind of what you kind of what you grew up expecting in a way. But I want to go back. Okay. okay? Met the family. Mm -hmm. I want to go back and start the family so let's bring in dad Mm -hmm. hello Um, (laughs) so we do this thing on on a water break called the 32 count life story and i think you in particular would be great to hear this 32 count life story of um so you're gonna get eight from a dr b eight and in and then you go to town for 30 seconds and tell us everything about your life (laughs) maybe even right up to the point of stephanie or just after you know what i'm saying like i we want to know this marching arts history so that everybody in the audience knows the level of of this family because you're throwing out your kids are doing this your kids are doing that but this comes from mom and dad so (laughs) i'm gonna give you eight and in on the met and you go to town sound good think you could do it uh we'll try 
That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot in 32 counts. <laughs> Maybe the slow 32. <laughs> yeah, a little like a hundred beat per minute thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I started marching in high school. When I was a senior in high school, I would actually leave my marching band rehearsal and go teach another school. Um, and then I've been teaching ever since. So this was my 39th fall that I just uh, we just passed. Uh, ended up marching drum corps for three years, marched the Bridgman, marched Suncoast Sound, ended up at the Blue Devils. Um, and then after I graduated college, went back to Nashville and started Music City Mystique. And right after that, got involved with WGI and through Mystique. That's how I met Stephanie. You got it right in there. It was right in there. You went that's over. A lot. Couple, you went over in a couple beats, but we'll take the roll out. <laughs> we won't make you reset and do that again. Okay. <laughs> Although I'm sure, kids, you've heard it more times than once. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so we know Stephanie is is from that area as well. So you all met at Music City Mystique. Then is that what it was? Well, through the the local circuit, she did. The local she lived in Kentucky, and I, I was it. in Tennessee in Nashville, and, and uh, I was doing drumline. She was doing color guard. So through the southeastern color guard circuit, um, we met that way. She was on the board. I eventually got on the board, and just through that involvement is how we met. Uh, got it. Back in. 1999 mm -hmm. is when we kind of we knew of each other but not really and that's right. when we kind of first started uh and then we we uh we got together for the first time at the wgi convention in milwaukee in december of 1999 so going into the 2000 season is that right 2000 2000 going, <laughs> going into the 2001 yeah. season sorry so so got together this first date was this Everybody at home already is going, oh, my God, yes. Their first date was at WGI. <laughs> so, like, of course we're dealing with the marching arts family, right? <laughs> was it, oh, we're all going to the bar after the convention? You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. After, after, the after the convention, it ended mm -hmm. up, or was, I think it was Friday night, yeah. and we all went down to the bar, and everybody from our local circuit, because we knew each other, were kind of sitting together. And I just happened to sit down next to Stephanie, um, and Happens. we started happening, right? <laughs> we, um, yeah, we just started chatting, and the second night we all met at the bar again, and then it was what maybe a month later or so we met up for a real date, not in a bar situation with three hundred of our closest friends, and then watched Collegard and Marching Band at the end of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so let me ask you this question, because I know for me, when I was marching and doing all that kind of stuff very early on in my life, I was somebody who knew I didn't want to be with somebody in the marching arts, that for me, I needed that to pull away. Did either of you think that way? Or, you know, was that any part of your thing? I had actually dated people prior to that that were not involved in the activity. Got it. And that brings its own level of difficulty just because they don't understand that you really do work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> right. that you really are at that time running to Kinko's at 1 a.m. in the morning to make copies that, yeah, you know, just, that's just kind of what you did. And, and I think people outside the arts don't understand that. So right. that was always difficult. And one of the reasons why I'm no longer with those people. And so mm -hmm. it just happened to be somebody I wasn't destined have to find some of the activity. Right. It just right. worked out that way. And then, you know, it snowballed from there and things were yeah. off. Stephanie, what about you? Were you like looking for that? Or? I think so, because I think for me, it was 
and especially with Dawn, finding somebody that understood why I was as driven and as passionate as I was at that point about Color Guard and about um, and specifically really the education part of it has been heavy for me my entire life. And, you know, he understood that. And so I think I was looking for somebody in the marching arts just so that they understood, like he said, my schedule and what I was doing and why I was doing it. Yeah, it certainly it certainly does make a difference uh, when you have that. I mean, my I was lucky my partner is in theater. So, you know, okay. it's like, OK, like he sort of gets it. Right. Yeah. Like, right. But it is it's important. Like you're not going to have a strong relationship with somebody in the marching arts, if you can't understand that, just like you said, Don, that it is like 24 seven, 365, even if you're just teaching winter sometimes, you know, it still feels like it's 24 seven, 365. And I, I, I appreciate that. So then you, did you, you started dating mm-hmm. and was it like, well, now you're going to come work at this school with me, or I'm going to bring you at this school. <laughs> is that, did that happen right away? Like oh, pretty close. Yeah. 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 She started working with Mystique. The very next yeah. season, wasn't it the it next was, season? It was, yeah. Yeah, the very next season she started work. So she still did her color guard thing. I still right. did my drum thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but back then we were, you know, the percussion side of things was really just started getting into the visual. Right. Uh, specifically the body work and all that, you know, before that just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I brought her on to do that with her dance back. Stephanie, you're, so what you're saying right now like, to the audience at home is that Stephanie was instrumental in bringing movement to the percussion world. Oh, for w- sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were probably a handful of people that were kind of pushing in that direction. Mm-hmm. And, and Mystique, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think was one of the driving forces for that. And uh, Stephanie did our body program, including across the floors, which, you know, drummers didn't do. We just didn't do that. That's an episode, um, Stephanie. We'll get yeah. in the real on a water break because that's so what I started doing that. And then it was it was interesting because all the, the performers that had marched Mystique and then went out to march drum corps or wherever, they were always like, all my visual people love me because they said I can move so well and my feet look so good. And right. that all goes back to, yeah. you know, some of the things that she started for sure. So you got- so you're working together now, Music City Mystique. That's mm-hmm. you know that's happening. Um, your relationship is growing. Your relationship is growing. Do you? I know Stephanie. I think in in some of the other episodes you talked about you had moved around a lot, or you guys were in multiple places, or what? What? I guess maybe the next thing is to what got you here to where you are, mm-hmm. or the kids come first and now you're here or what was next, I guess. So I lived in Kentucky, and then um, that following summer, so going after right after the 2001 season, I moved to Nashville. And so that's when I, I um, taught guard at Father Ryan and, and Brentwood. And then we did Mystique together. Uh, we got married in 2002, still living in Nashville at that point. And um, Dawn's originally from Nashville, went to North Texas, um, graduated from there, but moved back to Nashville. So at that point, we're in Nashville. Avery was born in 2003. Piper was born in 2004. We don't mess around. <laughs> No, you are not. You're like, we're getting this going. Let's go. Let's go. Movers and shakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here with like the, the really old one with the seven-year-old. <laughs> I just can't deal. <laughs> but we moved to we moved to Texas in 2006, and that was for a job uh, that Don took at Promark, moved us to Texas. And we've okay. been here since. Yeah. Okay. So you've been okay. So you've been in Texas for uh, mm-hmm. with the job. I want to take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to bring the kids in and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about what life was like growing up in that. 
everyone, it's Jeremy, the producer from On a Water Break, the main show. And while you're enjoying this great bonus content from some amazing hosts, there's a whole other show happening with guests, news, and plenty of other fun things that you and your friends are talking about on a water break. So take a moment, go subscribe so that you can get your notifications every week for the main episode of On a Water Break. If you have news or know of somebody that would be a great guest, or maybe you would be a great guest, email us at onawaterbreakpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at On a Water Break. And now back to this fantastic bonus content. And we'll see you at the show. Okay, we are back again with On a Water Break Family Style, and Stephanie and her entire family are here, and Stephanie, take it away. So we got these kids coming in. What's going on? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so the kids are, they're 17 months apart, and when they were born, we still lived in Nashville. Um, Don and I teaching high school marching band together, Mystique together, and literally they just came with us. So if it was marching band season, there was a little pack and play that was set up kind of between the drum major stands, and we loaded it with toys, and they would play and pull themselves up and watch the rep, and the drum majors would come during breaks and play with them and all of that. And in the winter it is season, a family. yeah, it is certainly a family. I, I got to experience that this year um, in the summer with my son. I was finally like, mm-hmm. okay, I can bring him. And just the amount of people that will come around your child at marching yes. band and just be like, oh no, don't worry about it. Yeah, teach it's fine. Go teach it's That's fine. Right. Or like, you know, it, yes. it, it's really, it really is a wonderful. It really is. A it is. Thing. So, kids. You're being drugged to every single practice, every single everything. Do you recognize that this is different, right? I mean, kids don't, right? You just kind of roll with the flow. But like, what was your sort of initial impressions? If you can go back to mom and dad doing their thing, like, what were you doing? I don't know. I thought it was fun just hearing a ton of music all the time. It was almost like, like if you put a TV show on for your kid, but instead of a TV show, it's like an indoor group. And like, <laughs> Very good show, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Like a ton of people dancing, music, performance, etc. It was it was really cool. I guess I didn't really know like the importance of it at the time, but it was still really fun to watch. Right, right. You're just in there watching it. Yeah, my uh, uncle he had twins and a boy and a girl, and you know just right to the right to the rehearsal all the time. And this was like a majorette drumline type of thing. So. They were just like twirling from a very early age. It's just always little pack and play in the corner and don't drop because you wake the baby or like, you know, we'll be wrong because you wake the kid and then you get in big trouble, you know, that type of thing. (laughs) So Piper, what was it like for you then? Um, I always thought it was super fun. I loved like getting to meet the members and getting like to go like behind the, like in the tunnels and stuff. Um, So I always thought that was super fun. I remember like stretching with Mystique when I was little, like my mom would lead the stretches and I would do it with them. Sit right next to her. <laughs> so I, I always loved doing that. I don't think I realized how not normal it was until I kind of got older. But I mean, I had fun. So yeah, no, I mean, you it, the you kids just just roll with it, and I mean, I'm sure that you all knew. So then, for mom and dad, what were you like? How were you dealing with this? Two kids, young, running around, crazy job, all this. Like, how are you doing it? Well, you know, initially, when we still lived in Nashville, because we lived in Nashville for a couple of years with the kids, so they, like I said, they would go to the rehearsals, they would, <clears throat> they would go, that's when Mystique was staying at the school, 
at nights on the weekend, like a drum corps camp. We did right. that. So they slept in the school with us. That was just part of it. When we moved to Texas, things kind of changed. We knew at that time that there was no way that both Stephanie and I could work full-time jobs and do the marching arts uh, afterwards, uh, after work, you know, at night. There was just no way that that could happen. There was just not enough hours. So we sat down and tried to decide, okay, who's going to keep teaching and who's going to stay at home with the kids? So I volunteered. I'll be more than happy to stay at home. I will, you know, I will do all that. That's great. And then, as you know, in Texas, they're very supportive of the arts. So all of a sudden, people found out that we were here. Uh, <laughs> they, they started, the phone calls started just heating up for both of us. And we honestly just really weighed where we could make the most income because this was, we both worked full-time day jobs. We still do. That's mm -hmm. still what we do. And so we had to figure out, okay, if we're going to make this commitment of being away, one of us being away at nights, it's got to be worth it. And so it just worked out to where it, it ended up being me that was going to work and Stephanie stayed at home. So the kids would do the daycare thing and she'd pick them up and I'd go to rehearsal and I would see them at night. And, uh, but there were some times, of course, because I also travel on the weekends, I go somewhere almost every weekend teaching. It got to the point to where there were a couple times where, you know, Avery would ask, does dad still live here? <laughs> you know, because I would get home after they were in bed. And because I had to shift my day job schedule, I would go in super early. So I would Got get it. up before they left for school. And then Friday, I would leave my day job and go straight to the airport and fly somewhere, come home Sunday night after they're in bed, never ending cycle. So there, sometimes they would go for two, three weeks that I wouldn't really see them other than them sleeping in the bed. So, and so, yeah, so, so kids, kids, do you, do you grasp onto that as like, why he's going and like it's almost weird because in some ways in the marching arts like it is a job right it is a job and we go and teach it is a job and it's serious and you should take it as a job but it's sort of complicated because it's like super fun and you just like can't not do it you know what i mean so like as a as a you know as a parent myself i fully understand like i have to go and do this like for me, I have, you know what I mean? Like I have to go and do this and, and continue to teach. So now, now for kids, for you, did like, could you understand that? That that was like, not like a, it wasn't a job, but it was, and it, you know, it wasn't a hobby, but it was, you know, like what, where were your thoughts with that? I think just since we had been around it since literally birth that like we understood more because we had seen him like teaching, like we had watched what he's doing. So we, knew like oh he's going to this place to teach this person like we kind of knew okay like he's going to teach a drum line or whatever so I think being around it for so long really helped but it was still like weird not having him in the house for a lot of the time right and I mean also we still had memories of doing that stuff with them like I know if I ever had like a half day you would take me to Clearbrook rehearsal mm -hmm. with you and so we'd listen to music on the way there. And then I'd go and see what he was doing all those days that I couldn't see him. Mm -hmm. Or every other year, we'd go up to um, to WGI finals with Mystique mm -hmm. and be like, this is what we've been doing every weekend. And so we kind of got to see the fruits of their labor. And that helped us better understand what they were doing for that time. Yeah. Okay. So that actually brings, that segues very nicely into what I wanted to get into too. And that was 
you two getting into the activity. Like in some ways you didn't have a choice, right? Because you were going to the rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, somebody's going to stick a stick in your hand. Somebody's going to give you a five bowl and say, go stretch or go do this. Right. So did you, did you really feel that pressure? Was it fine? Because this is fun and this is great. Or how, how are you guys with that? So I definitely felt this pressure, especially when I was going through like the angsty teen phase that every kid goes through, where I was like, I need to discover myself and distance myself from my parents or whatever. Um, so I, I did percussion in middle school. And then whenever I went to high school, I almost quit. And thank God they like both of them convinced me to do a single season of outdoor marching band because I had only done concert band up to that point. And of course, after that, I fell in love with it, played marimba, section leader, et cetera, et cetera. But before- You were really like, I'm not, you kind of did approach it like I'm not doing it. He did. Yeah. He did. I remember picking him up in, in eighth grade. They have like a little summer band camp to kind of get you ramped up to go back into the fall. And when we, I picked him up that day from the little half day camp and the marching band is beside the junior high and they're out there and, you know, they're sweating and doing it. And we're pulling out of the parking lot and he says, um, hey, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I said, doing what? <laughs> so I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, marching band, I'm not doing that. And I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, well, it's, you know, I want to back up just a second. It's interesting because I don't feel like we ever told them they had to do something. Right. They had to do this activity. But we did tell them they had to try it. So we told them okay. that you have to do it for one season. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't like it after that one okay. season, you are free to quit. That's up mm -hmm. to you. You can be your own person. So when, when mm -hmm. Stephanie says, no, you are doing it, it was, <laughs> you are doing it for at least one yeah. year. And right. then right. you can reevaluate yeah. after that. Yeah, I, I fully I fully am of the belief that every single person in the entire world should do marching band for a season. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't matter when, but do it for a season. You just yeah. learn to be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Piper, then what was it for you? How did it, how did it come? Now you saw, you saw your brother be angsty and be like, I'm not doing it. Were you still like, oh no, you are, or where were you? <laughs> so I actually started dancing. My mom put me in a dance class when I was two years old. And so I had been like doing dance competitions and stuff all through elementary school. And then when it came to junior high, I actually did percussion in junior oh. high. So that was kind of the start of it. And then once I got to high school, I was also kind of the same as Avery. I wanted to do my high school's dance team. And my mom wanted me to do the color guard. And so that was a little battle that I had to fight. Um, but it was, again, the same thing. Just try color guard. If you don't like it, it's okay, whatever. And then I ended up making like really good friends. So I just stuck it out. <laughs> of course, of course. That's exactly what, that's totally exactly what happens. So, so so, mom, was it in your brain when you were like, okay, she's going to start in dance classes because I'm going to make sure that when she's in high school, she's getting <laughs> it all. Like, is that where it was? Uh, I think. Let's be honest. Be honest. <laughs> it was probably, yes. That was probably <laughs> it was. But I just, her personality, she's always been so extroverted and social. And um, so I kind of put her in dance class. Well, first of all, because I just wanted her to be, but second of all, like, I just really could see, like, she was performing for us in the living room in front of the fireplace. And for Christmas, she would ask for microphones and that kind of thing. So like, I'm like, she, this kid has to have a performance outlet. 
Um, but as she kind of went through elementary school, I was like, and especially like she loved modern dance. And so I could kind of see like, okay, I would love for this to be her path. Mm-hmm. But um, I knew ultimately as you get further into color guard, it kind of has to be your passion. It can't be your parents' passion. It has to be right. yours. Um, but um, I definitely made sure that she was equipped if it did become her passion. Yeah, like, if you're going to do it, I'm going to make sure you're the best one, which <laughs> makes sense, right? Like, as the mom. So now, both of you kids, did you guys go? So you were being taught by your mom, but dad wasn't? Or were you got what, mm-hmm. what was the teaching situation? Well, I did not teach at Seven Lakes where they went to high school. I did not teach the drum line there until they started an indoor drum line, which was Avery's senior year. So I really only taught Avery for one year, and that was for the indoor, which happened to also be COVID. So it was kind of a modified schedule. So what right. as uh, even though we still had competitions down here, we still had everything down here. Nothing shut down. Uh, but that was Avery's senior year. So I only got to teach Avery once. Mm-hmm. And how was that? No, Avery, how was that coming in? I mean, it was all right. I mean, I've seen him teach drill over and over for years upon years. So I kind of knew what to expect. Right. So and you're not drilling anyway, so it's not really. Yeah. Well, we marched face from that year. That, oh, that, did you? Oh, okay. We marched face okay. from that. So, yeah, yes. That one, I, year. that one year, he decided he wanted to be on the court. So, mm-hmm. Oh, got it. So so did they, did they tell you, he, you know, dad's coming in to work with the indoor drum line? Or how did that happen? It, uh, yeah. I don't, I, really think, I don't know. It's, I really well, you have to remember that it's all a talk around our house all the uh-huh. time. So uh-huh. they know what the drum corps doing before the drum corps members do <laughs> because they hear it yeah. from the, you know, from the seedling, you know, from uh-huh. the very beginning, yeah. they hear what the stuff's going to be before everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a discussion around the house mm-hmm. that we were, this was going to happen. So, so yeah. And so, but, but Piper, mom was teaching you the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was on staff pretty much the whole time. I mean, my freshman year was COVID. So Right. The first like two years were a little different, but I mean, after that, she was at rehearsal every day with me. Mm-hmm. And how was that? I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I would get like corrections in the car and like <laughs> oh. come home and like all that kind of stuff. Not <laughs> on the field where you're getting called mop. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be practicing in the backyard, not tapping on the window. <laughs> <laughs> higher, higher. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of how it always was, especially with dance, because she was a dancer, so I had already had it with that side. So yeah. I was used to it. <laughs> but, but now it's like in or around you and your friends. I mean, that's is that was that hard? Um, no, they would my friends would not I wouldn't say take advantage, but they would if they had a question, they'd come to me because they knew that I could ask my mom. <laughs> uh, so I kind of got the in, inside scoop on some things, which was very helpful. Just logistics side of like Right. And days and um, that kind of stuff. You've been doing it too. You're like, I mean, your kid's going to WGI. Like, right. Like, yeah. you know, what five or six year old is like, has the tunnel experience. Before, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that's like a, like a completely different thing. So now, Stephanie, mm-hmm. from your perspective, you're watching your daughter in the program. How are you, I would say this as my, as me being a parent, how are you not just watching your daughter in the program? Like, how, like taking, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think I was able to separate it just honestly, because I had been teaching for so long. I remember at state her senior year, 
I remember specifically telling myself like over and over and over, I, this particular run, I'm going to be a mom. And I watched her the entire right. time. I think you have to, like for me, especially starting out, I was so cognizant in not watching her that I then trained myself not to. Then it, then come senior year, I had to train myself kind of the opposite. You, right, yeah, right, right. That, you know, ultimately I'm her director, but I also need, like, this is my last experience with her as well. So, so Avery, so Avery Piper, do you guys feel that missing thing? Cause I'm sure you got to see the other parents, right. That are coming up to their kids after a performance. And it's a, it's a different, it's a different dynamic, right. Those parents, like, how did you, like, were you, I mean, you're great, well-adjusted people clearly, but like, were you dealing with that like at the time like is this like I'm not really getting what I want from my parents is that was that any ever there I'm I'm curious well it gave us higher standards because they we knew that they knew what they were looking at right a lot of parents I mean they'll tell their kids great job but they don't really understand if they actually had a good run (laughs) right but then whenever they gave us like compliments or like you had a great performance. We it meant that much right. more because they knew that it was really a great performance. Right, 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 right. What about you, Piper? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. But I think it also, like, after um, competitions and stuff, like, in the parking lot, they were kind of already there. So, like, we didn't – it wasn't like we were just standing around, like, no parents and everyone's parents were coming up to them <laughs> since they were kind of there the whole time. But, yeah, it was really nice to, like – Hey, this was really good, and I was like, okay, so it actually, like, it actually was good. Like, I actually was good. right about what I thought. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that was- be, there must be some part of it that's like, you know, here's your mom who's like with the color guard, and her job with the color guard is to appreciate and motivate, you know, the color guard. But then, as a parent, you also want to motivate your own kid. Like, mm-hmm. was that weird to juggle for any of you? I think with like when they when especially marching band, it was easier for me. Um, she for her senior year specifically was the only person that started on uh, on side two. And so after, you know, everybody's coming out, we get all the props set and all that. I would always make sure I exited around side two so that I can just grab her hand for a quick moment as I walked by. So yeah. just trying to find those little moments too, um, you know, where like I could make eye contact with her during warm up and. Uh, just you know those little things that we figured out that maybe weren't obvious to other people but that we had for each other like letting her know like you know I'm here for you like I'm cheering you on and did you feel that Piper did you feel that yes I did almost I would say pretty much every show that I performed while she was directing like you she'd come up to me personally before we started and like say good luck or whatever and then like I always knew where she was sitting in the stands so that was always helpful and were the were the people were your were the other members? I mean, for again, for both of you, were the other members jealous of that, or were, did you receive any? Did you feel like there was any animosity towards you guys because of that? I don't think so. No. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel anything like that. I mean, of course they knew, but it, I think they were more focused on kind of what they were doing and didn't really. I must make you guys feel good as the parents that like <laughs> you kind of walk this like really good balance. It seems like ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. And so so now kids decide they're going to college and they're doing college band. And what made you what made you take that next step and go even further with it? Go even. I mean, 
Avery, you went from, I'm not doing it at all to, <laughs> you know, now you're like doing it all. So like, <laughs> where, where, talk me through that change. It was around sophomore year of high school that I really like found my passion for it. And from there, I, I mean, it was only up and I only got more and more happy. I wanted to be a good player. I had some like really passionate staff, uh, lesson teachers and that sort of thing. And then when I got to college, we had a, a staff member who had been a part of a drum corps as a member instead of as like a staff member in like recent times. And so he kind of instilled the passion in me that I had the potential to go farther. And from there, I wanted to meet that expectation. And where where is go further now for you? Where do you see it? Like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> What's beyond drum corps in college for you? Um. I I would like to teach at some point, find okay. like that same passion on the opposite side of the field as I have already. Okay. I have no idea. You don't have to, but something. Yeah. What about you, Piper? What, what where do you where do you see your trajectory? I mean, I definitely wanna teach somewhere in the future. I would always help with um we had junior high or still do have junior high winter guards at my high school. And of course my mom was teaching those, so I would go and help. I mean, when I was in high school and help teach those and write some dance choreo for them just at the beginner level. And I really enjoyed that. So I definitely think like teaching somewhere, no matter what, like skill level or whatever, teaching somewhere definitely would be the dream. Well, what's cool also is Avery's got two more years of drum corps and three more years of indoor. So there's still... There's a lot. There's still a lot, a lot to go. Piper's yeah, got three more years of drum corps and four more years of indoor, unless if she ages herself out at traditional time. Yeah. So I mean, they. I, I feel like there's still there's still a lot that they can accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, within this activity. So I'm anxious to see what where they go and what they do. And you're proud of it too, right? Like you oh, guys. Are, I mean, and, I, and that goes with. I mean, I say that flippantly, but you know, clearly you are. And and were are you, are you more proud that they're doing it at all? I mean, this maybe is a silly question. Like you're probably very proud that you see them doing it at the level that they're doing it. I guess is mm-hmm. what, what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, you you were just talking about how it was like to be a teacher and a performer at the same time. Well, now that they've gone somewhere else, we're no longer their teachers. Right. right. We are the parents. So right. we do show up at a football game and we sit in the stands during the pep rally and mm-hmm. we watch them perform and we meet them in the parking lot afterwards. We do that. Right. So, and how is that for you now? How is that for you? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. You know, we've got this thing, the whole family, we've got this thing where we always want them to know where we are. Uh, we always want that. Whether they look at us is irrelevant. We just want them to know we're there. So we have this little whistle that we do at the beginning of a performance. Um, and so that they always find us. And so that's awesome. That's cool that we can make that connection when they're on the field. And we're yeah. just in the stands like every other ticket paying people. Um, and then we, of course, meet them in the parking lot afterwards and talk about the show and how they're feeling. And then all of a sudden we can be parents and very proud parents. I mean, it yeah. was it was awesome this past summer when they both won their captions, you know, so, and to be able to get, we heard Stephanie shouting from the rooftops. That was pretty cool, you know, to be able to get a picture of that. That just doesn't happen very often. 
in the activity in general. And then the fact that it's our kids makes right. it even cooler, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, and I think that's why this series that I want to continue to expand upon and grow it, it is because of that, is because of exactly what you said. Like, people don't understand this. And it really is a big deal to be a part of a marching arts family, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was, you know, my uncle did it. I, you know, we were just all involved all along. And it, it, it is a different family dynamic. I can see that, you know, in, in your family, it has made you a tight-knit group of people right you're at rehearsals all the time together you're at home mm-hmm. all together um you know i'm sure avery and piper love the fact that they get the inside tea before everybody <laughs> else you know, third things are like oh i know what's going on you know <laughs> i just love that but i want to and so i want to you know wrap this up and i'm going to go through like each of you and i kind of want you to say like what you think was maybe the best thing about being the marching arts family and the worst and we won't use you know not it doesn't have to be awful but you know just challenging or whatever you you know whatever you want to say and you know we could start whenever maybe let's start with stephanie we'll start with stephanie and like just go around and just tell me what you think was the best thing and maybe like the not so best thing about being a full marching arts family i think the best thing is that um that as as a mom and someone fully entrenched in the cap in the activity i i know how to support my kids when they're in it and I think for a lot of, you know, if your kid is going off to drum corps the first time and you're an accountant, um, you know, you may right. not know how to fully support your child on the road. Like that's a whole new thing to you. And, and not that you're not trying to, you just don't understand. So I think coming through audition processes and then, you know, once they're on the road and they're, you know, doing college band and all the things that they're doing, that um, an advantage is that I fully understand how to support them. Um, the a disadvantage or downside, I think, is that especially being our kids and our family, that there has been a lot of pressure on them as kids not to fail. Mm. So, you know, that there has been an expectation that, you know, everyone is watching them and, you know, what if I don't make this audition or, um, you know, that you can't that they felt like maybe that they couldn't have a bad run, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think that that's not the truth. I know that all of our friends are always pulling for them at all times, but I sometimes feel like responsible that that level of expectation has been on them where they've not really been able to be just a normal performer. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Dad, what about you? <laughs> I think the best thing is seeing them perform the actual performance part of it. I, uh, you know, in, in when it, when it really boils down to it, we're all in this activity. We're entertainers. That's what we, that's why we do this just to entertain the audience and to see them really grasp that is, is very humbling. It's cool because the camera kind of always finds them, which we all know by being in this activity, that doesn't happen by accident. That right. happens because they're being drawn to them as performers. Mm-hmm. And so that's really cool just to be able to see that, to be able to see them have the experiences of being on the road, being doing drum corps on the road, being at a college marching band and getting to go on these cool trips and all of that stuff. I mean, just have that, I think, is the, the pinnacle of it all. Um, mm-hmm. I think the most difficult thing that we've been through is just uh, the time. You know, uh, like we were mentioning earlier, sometimes I was just gone for a lot of times. We 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 tried to make up for that by all this money that we were making doing this, mm-hmm. um, we try to would take a big vacation every year. So we would go to Disney for like a week and a half 
that was like our big thing. And we always knew that, oh man, okay, we're not together, but just remember here in two months, we're doing Disney for 10 days and it's going to be awesome. So uh, I think that was the roughest part, but the, the best part is seeing the successes of everybody, seeing Stephanie get a recruiting class, you know, 110 kids in her color guard is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing, seeing Avery and Piper perform on the field, win or not, is irrelevant. But seeing yeah. them truly perform, I think, is the coolest part of this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Avery, what about you? So I think the best part of it was being exposed to performers at such an early, early age. Mm. Like most people who get into percussion are playing hot cross buns in sixth grade. Right. <laughs> don't really know like how to draw an audience in. But right. because I was around Mystique for so long, because I was around drum corps for so long, even good high school ensembles, I had that as like a foundational principle for me to build up my skills around mm-hmm. rather than trying to fit that in super late on whenever my cup is already full. <laughs> right, right, right. For the worst thing, I think it was the expectations. I, that's a huge part of it is especially whenever you know you're not perfect. And you know that your parents are going to know that you're not. Perfect. <laughs> um, it sucks when you miss the note and you know that your parents know you miss the note. <laughs> Regular yeah. grandma and grandpa sitting there don't know that you miss the note. You're just like, I keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, that was a struggle for me, especially transitioning from like a high school level ensemble and a skill level of a high school member to like a college drum corps level member. Mm-hmm was a huge jump that I had to make. I knew I spent late nights practicing and stuff. And so it was a lot of pressure. But once you meet those expectations, of course, then it's that much more rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Piper, what about you? Um, I definitely think the best thing is just the fact, like the support that we get from them because they do understand. They like make the effort to come to as many shows of ours as we can, especially now that we're out of high school and out of our like little bubble at home, um, like going to making sure they go to DCI championships every year. Um, that kind of thing is really nice. And that I know that that's not like not a lot of kids get that. So very grateful for that. I think on the flip side also would be the pressure, not necessarily that they put on us, but kind of I've put on myself, I think just because I know that I want to make them proud and I know that they're going to be proud of me either way, but I mean, again, like, if I know that I don't have a bad run, I'll go up to them and be like, I know it wasn't good. Like, but also if I do have a good run, like going up to them and them telling me that it was good, like, is also very rewarding. Um, but more of the fact that I put it uh, on myself rather than them, just because I want to make them proud. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, guys, I'm thrilled that we got to like deep dive into you all i think like the stories are fantastic i think you are clearly you know an amazing fantastic family the marching arts is better because you guys are in it i think that you know you get to see now avery and piper continue this tradition of your family on they both seem very passionate that this is also the direction they want to go you're going to have probably you know grandbabies now spinning and all that kind of stuff (laughs) Probably blow your mind even more, right? Like, oh my God, my grandbaby's out there. Like, that could be like, you know, pretty crazy. But so I, 
I, I'm going to pass the torch now, in a sense, over to Stephanie, because this is now going to become her little project. I know that she loves her family and the marching arts family, and she wanted to do this and share with everybody else. I am sure Piper and Avery and Don are going to be joining her on some of these interviews to talk to other marching arts families. Um, so very excited. Stephanie, what are you looking forward to? I think that that I'm most looking forward to finding uh, those those little gems, like those people that maybe are behind the scenes that you don't know are are really the wheels that are going around on the bus. And so I'm just looking forward to people in introducing these people to this community, so that you know you see somebody and and you can go up to them because now they're familiar to you and you know you know you know that they're just normal people, uh, just like us. You know, that's what I told you. I said, you know, to, to us, these things are very normal. This is all that we've done uh-huh. uh, for them. This is kind of what their life has been. So I think, you know, they don't, we don't realize how much of this is unique until we're telling it, you know, to other people. So I'm, look, I'm really excited to meet kind of the families in our community this year. That sounds so great. I'm so excited for you too. Thank you all for doing this the day after Christmas. Um, <laughs> probably the only time again we said you could do it. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we have been trying to get this locked down for a while. And Stephanie's like, this is gonna, this is the day. This is the day. <laughs> so again, thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. We're gonna come back with more on a water break family style very soon. Stephanie's already working on stuff, so we're very excited. So thank you all, and we'll see you all the next time on the next water break. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.